It is a moment after I have dreamed of the rare entertainment of your eyes when being full to With your peculiar mouth, my heart made wise. You just heard a album by Jan Steele and John Cage. That was called Experiences Number One and Number Two. Uh, from the album Voices and Instruments. What was being sung was actually a passage from uh, E.E. E. E. Cummings' poem. And that's about all I have for you. Uh, before that was Rhonda Anderson with Fever Dream and Jay Grenke with Urban Pasture from Cities in the Fog all mixed together in some form or other. So that about wraps it up um, for my brief and possibly... Uh, 20 minute long show up next is gray matters right after this you don't like music listen to our noise we're not different we're not unique yeah we're like everyone else we're noise just noise yep for the next 30 minutes just noise what radio station yeah what noise what radio station is this noise just noise yep just noise wcbn 88.3 fm ann arbor freeform in a world of noise Well, uh, good evening and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And while Bush is trying to figure out what year the bicentennial is, (laughs) uh, we're down here with a variety of uh, interesting subjects, kind of a week in which Europe got back in the news. Uh, We had an important uh, study released by the Army about stress. In Iraq, I'll just start out real quickly with just a brain damage award to the Los Angeles Police Department. Um, They never cease to amaze me. They just literally attacked a bunch of people that were protesting uh, immigration issues on uh, the 1st of uh, May. And yet one more investigation into the, uh, uh, the tactics of the Los Angeles Police Department. Um, it's just shocking how uh, incompetent this organization is, and uh, they never seem to learn. Incompetence and violence are a bad combo. I don't know if the Queen had any uh, plans to visit Hollywood, but <laughs> <laughs> I somehow doubt it. I doubt it. She'd rather be eating crumpets and ordering mint juleps at the Kentucky Derby. Uh, be interesting to see what happens if the wings can wrap things up. Obviously, losing Snyder a huge blow. Uh, probably their second most important uh, player on the team after well, Little Lindstrom, but definitely hurt the uh, the power play. Yeah, 
But uh, on the other hand, they did muster through that uh, game in which he was injured with a couple of power play goals. So sometimes a uh, injury to a key player can be a rallying uh, sort of a motivational uh, factor. So uh, and they have outscored um, San Jose um, six to one since the uh, since they amazingly won that game. Uh, game four was uh, rather incredible. I yeah. Was, uh, Pounding a few cold ones at was a bar, the, and it didn't look like it was going to happen. But well, yeah, I went to bed that night uh, confident wow. uh, that they were going to win it in overtime uh, when Lang tied it up with 33 seconds to spare. Unbelievable is all I can say. Well, that was quite a game. Fippola made the uh, key play there to get Lang the puck, but obviously Lang. Yeah, Anaheim's still the scary team though. So, and I think uh, the Wings have an excellent chance to uh, advance to the Western Conference Final, and. Uh, then uh, it's a total reassessment because uh, Anaheim is scary. Yeah, and Jaguar is playing the way he did a couple of years ago, uh, minus the uh, enormous pads. I think uh, it took him a year or two to adjust to right. the uh, new pads rule. But anyway, let's uh, root for the wings and uh, hope for the best. Obviously, we've got this French election. Um, I think, you know, the, it's interesting that the result was 53-47, by no means a landslide. But obviously, uh, the conservatives uh, stay in power, and it's interesting, you know, to see a breakdown of uh, some of the constituencies and how they voted. I also think that it's an interesting warning uh, to perhaps the Democratic Party uh, here in the United States, uh, not regarding the disarray of the left in France, which uh, many commentators have um, elaborated upon, but... uh, uh, Royale was sort of made into a media star, right? The way Obama has, and then as a woman yep. trying to run for presidents, uh, the presidency of France, she definitely fell short in the debates. The debates uh, kind of clinched it for Sarkozy. He was way, he was leading in the polls, so it's not like uh, this was a surprise. But it is interesting when you see like a regional breakdown of uh, how people voted, how the uh, the area that is adjacent to Germany um, is uh, is where Sarkozy uh, did best. And one uh, BBC uh, commentator, I listened to a lot of BBC radio last night regarding the French uh, elections because they had I mean, four hours of coverage with different perspectives at all times. I thought one commentator put it well. He said, the French at the moment are more interested in work than in love. <laughs> And uh, having seen a uh, brilliant French movie this uh, Saturday at the Michigan Theater, uh, astonishingly good movie, uh, Shadow of the Armies or Army of the Shadows, it was a stunning movie about the French resistance Mm. and a a brilliant uh, analysis of human relations and character uh, involved in (laughs) such an enterprise with some very interesting analogies to the uh, problems that America is experiencing in Iraq, by the way. Uh, of course, the French resistance was dealing with Nazi occupation of uh, of France at the time. But it's very interesting to see the breakdown here uh, of the vote. Um, and this uh, basically is an article by uh, Elaine Scalino. She writes, supporters of the centrist candidate Bayrou, who came in third place in the first round with nearly 7 million votes, split the vote almost evenly between Sarkozy with 40% and Ms. Royale with uh, 38%, according to Ipsos. Men under 35 favored Sarkozy with 54%, 
while women aged 35 to 59 supported Rial by 55%, but women aged 60 and over favored Sarkozy with 64% supporting him. Sarkozy fared best with artisans and shopkeepers who chose him by 82%. Farmers who traditionally vote on the right gave him a 67% support. Miss Royale did better among blue-collar workers with 54%. Uh, this was based on a data poll of uh, 3,609 people uh, representing France's registered voters, voters by Ipsos. And I think what's interesting about that is how analogous that is to uh, the way some voting patterns in the United States end up playing out. Um, the Republican Party, incidentally, had a debate this past week, um, and they are doing better amongst older women now uh, than they used to. So it's very interesting to compare uh, this election to an American election, though by no means should anyone be confused between the right-of-center candidate in France and one in the United States. Because uh, France has always been prickly on foreign policy issues. They're not a lapdog for America. They never have been. Uh, I think the Gaulle even briefly took France out of NATO. Indeed. Uh, back many years ago. And, of course, Mitterrand um, was very resistant to much of Reagan's. Uh, of course, Mitterrand was about the only socialist that's actually won uh, the presidency of France in recent years. So it'll be fascinating to see if this guy can uh, implement uh, reforms, as he puts it. But as one analyst put it, uh, this is going to be change, but, quote, not too much change. And that's going to be the key here because uh, the uh, unions have, uh, of course, um, warned Sarkozy that, uh, you know, don't push the pedal to the metal, and uh, certainly the riots that have occurred uh, in certain areas, both before the election and since the election, um, play into the hands, unfortunately, of right-of-center candidates. They tend to associate rabble-rousing with the left, and uh, that is a very unfortunate association, because if you go back and you check out American history, for instance, many of the Incidents of violence uh, in so-called riots have actually been instigated by the right. Agents provocateur and amongst the police, the right. Bomb right. Or getting the police to uh, unleash the water cannons. Yeah, and indeed, uh, often the left is more likely to have a sort of an umbrella policy with regards to immigrants and foreigners. And France, of course, has a very uh, uncomfortable uh, internal debate about the nature of what it means to be a French and uh, whether or not uh, immigrants um, would fit into that category. It is reported in the Financial Times that Sarkozy uh, is expected to tilt French foreign policy towards a more pro-U.S. position, but as you observe, don't expect him to uh, enlist any French soldiers in the Coalition of the Willing. Um, anytime soon, although I think that may have uh, a greater significance with regard to U.S. economic matters rather than military. Um, of course, famously, uh, the U.S. airstrike against uh, Gaddafi's tent in uh, Libya um, was, you know, not allowed to fly over French airspace and had to go around France. 
And of course, uh, and of course, that was in and of itself an orchestration because the United States could have uh, done the uh, airstrikes from their aircraft carriers in the Mediterranean. Right. So it was more of a symbolic uh, emphasis to include the British air base. <laughs> yeah, to include the British air base to confirm that we have this special relationship with the Brits, uh, ever so special, particularly when the Queen is in in the uh, states here. Um, and to use that much more fuel, I suppose, too. And to embarrass uh, both France and, uh, at the time, Spain, because I think Spain right. actually also opposed any uh, airspace uh, utilization by uh, Mr. Reagan. Well, the airstrike accomplished little other than uh, essentially the murder of uh, Gaddafi's young daughter. And don't so. believe a lot of the American perspective on an alien French economy. Um, Yes, unemployment rates are higher on paper than in America, but America has a lot of hidden unemployment. Uh, our unemployment uh, statistics are incredibly misleading. I'll talk more about that next week um, with the new uh, jobs report that just came out recently. Um, as one uh, expert noted, they have, a, they have the best health care in the world, and they actually have a higher uh, economic output per worker than the United States. France is still a minor world power it's the sixth biggest economy in the world and it, it 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 is one of the few countries that that can project military force around the world unlike iraq um they have an air force uh for instance they could be um utilized in some sort of uh darfur military intervention if that's uh the, the way we want to go because um, they certainly have the capability to do that and that would maybe be more uh uh, consistent with their tradition of uh, military involvement. But uh, don't expect um, Sarkozy to, um, while he's warm to the United States in this election, I, su I would suggest that he will maintain a Chirac de Gaulle-style um, distance from the United States uh, when it uh, decides on military adventures particularly in Islamic countries. Speaking of elections in Islamic countries, just real quickly, it's uh, reported that uh, Abdullah Gul, the Turkish foreign minister, has withdrawn his mm -hmm. nomination for presidency, which was raising uh, the specter of uh, quite a vociferous internal debate there. Of course, uh, traditionally uh, a secular state uh, Gull has uh, outspoken and explicit connections to uh, Islamic uh, movement and uh, the military and uh, parliament itself uh, not willing to uh, really consider his uh, candidacy uh, at all viable or in the uh, best interests of the country's secular nature. So uh, that's not entirely over, of course, because uh, there is a constituency uh, for him and it'll be interesting to see what uh, sort of reactions there are amongst that yeah and it, and of course the past month with that there's been a sort of a yo-yo going back and forth in fact what's important about um the historical relationship between uh abdullah ghul and uh erdogan is uh in connection with turkish uh, involvement in america's desire to go to war in iraq it was actually ghul who as foreign minister opposed um any uh <coughs> turkish uh land, um, you know, while there was a buildup of, of forces in Turkey before the Iraq war, it turned out that Gul was the one that put his foot down, and it was Erdogan that was actually uh, reconsidering 
the vote, and there was going to be a vote the very week that the United States um, decided to uh, overthrow Saddam Hussein uh, without using uh, Turkey. They, of course, had to transfer a lot of their <laughs> um, Kansas-based uh, uh, National Guard equipment, a big hurricane in Kansas over the weekend. Turns out their heavy equipment uh, is in Iraq. Um, George Bush is uh, meeting with the Queen. Uh, and, of course, the people in Greenberg, Can- Kansas, are going to probably have to wait a little longer for the heavy uh, can- uh, you know, National Guard equipment from the state of Kansas to come in and deal with their problem. But at the time, it was interesting. Turkey was insisting on a minimum of $6 billion in compensation for uh, staging military operations from Turkish soil. Um, needless to say, uh, airplanes uh, did leave from Turkey, but not a ground invasion. Uh-huh. And, of course, as the Iraq uh, situation has continued to deteriorate, um, Turkey is uh, very concerned about the situation with respect to the Kurds and uh, what that may forebode in terms of uh, Kurdish autonomy, a Kurdish state, and what will ultimately happen in Iraq. And other ripples throughout that region, uh, increasingly large protests uh, in support of a suspended... uh, top judge in Pakistan are uh, raising questions about uh, the viability of uh, Musharraf's ability to sustain power. Um, It's reported in uh, the Financial Times that uh, a motorcade took uh, like a 25-hour tour uh, over a route that would have normally taken four hours to drive because of the massive throngs of people who've come out to cheer this guy on. Mm-hmm. Um, who, uh, uh, his name is Mohammed uh, Iftikhtar, Mohammed Chadri, and uh, he's quoted as saying, the days of dictatorship are over. We are here today only for one cause, and that is upholding the supremacy of the law and the Constitution. Uh, it's wondered whether or not uh, Musharraf is going to take a tougher stance on these protests. Of course, that would play right into the hands of uh, such uh, protests because it would be an obvious demonstration of the repressive nature. Um, it's uh, suspected that Chaudhry fell out of favor with the general because of his aggressive pursuit of the cases of Pakistanis who have disappeared and are believed to have been illegally detained by the country's intelligence services in connection with terrorism-related uh, investigations. And there are many, many unanswered questions about uh, the extensive world of Pakistani intelligence mm-hmm. agencies. And uh, a number of disturbing questions about those agencies with regards to 9-11 and a number of other things. Um, so it's it's interesting to see that Pakistani people themselves are deeply concerned about the intelligence agencies. Well, and in Pakistan, as we've pointed out, is <laughs> the American media is far, has been incredibly negligent about covering what's really going on in Pakistan with respect to the so-called war on terror Remember that Sheikh Khalid Mohammed was picked up in Pakistan, the so-called mastermind of 9-11. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bush administration, needless to say, uh, despite torturing him at some un, um, in undisclosed location somewhere else, uh, besides Pakistan, has not ever produced uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed for any sort of trial or anything. Um, and this, of course, is part of the uh, peekaboo nature of uh, how they conduct business. Remember that when uh, the German government 
requested witnesses uh, for a terror suspect that was connected to Mohammed Atta, the American government refused to produce those witnesses. So uh, the case was ultimately temporarily dismissed against this man. He was eventually convicted of something else. Um, but some questions about 9-11 and what really happened uh, still remain uh, regarding the Bush administration. And, of course, they wouldn't allow a German um, court to conduct a trial because the Bush administration would not be able to control the events, the evidence, or any of the other uh, goings-on in a German court of law. And uh, discovery motions could uh, prove mm -hmm. to be very embarrassing. So who knows? Uh, Rupert Murdoch has uh, uh, been in the news. Um, fascinating uh, picture in the New York Times. <laughs> Tuesday section that is right out of Citizen Kane. I was just going to say, that's like a recreation <laughs> of a shot from Citizen Kane as he uh, makes himself a candidate, pointing to, is Rupert Murdoch pointing to a large, very large poster of his jowly self. And there he is, uh, you know, there's me. It's right out of Citizen Kane. Doesn't reveal exactly where uh, this photo is uh, was taken or when it was taken. The New York Times coverage of Murdoch, by the way, there is a man. Been very a negative certain man, and I love this photo too. It shows Rupert Murdoch uh, back in the college days, and he sort of looks. Uh, I hate to say this, but I'm going to anyway. He sort of looks a little bit like a a homosexual accountant that's come out of the closet. I mean, he's got this strange kind of walk. He's carrying on his way for tea with uh, Gorfi Dahl, perhaps. Yeah, he's got he's got this uh, strange little walk and this kind of impish. Uh, Shifty eye look. Um, it's very amusing. And the article notes that uh, at Worcester College, Oxford, in the mid-50s, he uh, was when uh, Murdoch was, quote, an Australian provincial who disdained the clubby social scene, dabbled in leftist politics, and kept a, a bust of Lenin in his, in his study. <laughs> uh Erwin uh, Stelzer said, Rupert is, a, is, is good as a kind of revolutionary. Uh, that's what gets his juices flowing. He sees entrenched monopoly power, and he knows that it has inefficiencies. And, of course, this has been a fascinating uh, battle of uh, capitalist entities here. It's uh, interesting to note, by the way, that in today's uh, New York Times, the Ottaway family— which is part of the uh, sort of the family uh, groups that own most of the voting stock. This is interesting in how big newspapers actually are who controls them. The New York Times, the Washington Post, and the Wall Street Journal are actually family-owned businesses, so to speak. And uh, Murdoch is trying to pry this company out. Incidentally, by the way, there's an investigation into... Uh, some sudden purchasing of uh, Dow Jones stocks uh, dating back to Monday, April 30th. There was a huge increase, huh. and somebody made a tidy sum of, uh, let's see, uh, a paper profit of uh, $4.6 million. Uh, many experts have said that this Murdoch offer is way uh, below what its true value is, although the newspaper business is supposedly... Not a good investment these days, but we know what Murdoch wants to do. He wants to synergize a business cable television sh uh, operation that he's about to start to uh, compete with CNBC. 
and uh, get the Wall Street Journal, this bastion of business um, that he claims uh, is not as 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 uh, one analyst put it, uh, Mr. Murdoch wants the journal in part to bolster the new cable business channel he intends to start this year in competition with CNBC. He said in an interview earlier this year uh, with the journal that CNBC was too eager to report on scandals and that he would channel his channel would take a more positive view of business. <laughs> so you know this is what his goal is: it's to uh, whitewash. Um, the black uh, aspects of capitalism. And let's face it, CNBC does nothing really much more threatening to business than skim the surface of scandal. Right. It's not like they are rabid investigative reporters uncovering the criminal underworld at play in the corporate uh, headquarters of America. It's if it makes it to that level, it's a really big scandal that can't be swept away anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. If you watch it early in the morning, because I do watch some CNBC, um, it's very analytical in the morning. It's sort of talks numbers, speculation, what are the deals that are going to happen, what's going on with world markets. And it's interesting to actually watch it at 5 in the morning when, uh, you know, the Japanese market is already closed mm-hmm. and Europe is, is halfway through the day. Uh, because they do have uh, pretty good international analysis. They have people all around the globe. But then in the afternoon, when uh, Americans are, tend to probably watch uh, CNBC, I've never seen ratings on it, but I presume that uh, the the mid, you know, the 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock periods are when their highest rated shows are, you know, Maria Bartiromo, right. whatever her name is. It's all very sort of chummy and Family, family friendly, and it's very cozy with business. So the notion that it's somehow an anti-business operation is ridiculous. Of course, it's owned by NBC, uh, owned by General Electric. You got it. So <laughs> we're not talking here about uh, the the notion that they are somehow uh, exposing or reporting on scandals. Um, there certainly are scandals and things to question. But it's interesting on the Ottaway comment, and I'll just quote this from uh, today's New York Times, an article by Richard Perez uh, Pena. He he, he, uh, reports, James Ottaway, a trustee for most of the family shares and formerly a longtime Dow Jones executive and board member, said Dow Jones has no good reason to be sold to anyone. And the reputation of the journal and the Dow Jones for serious, accurate, and objective work, he said, would be damaged if Rupert Murdoch and his news corporation took over Dow Jones. He has, a, he has for a long time expressed his personal, political, and business biases through his newspapers and television channels. Mr. Ottaway said the, the Post regular runs biased news coverage, and he's referring to the New York Post there, uh, regularly runs biased news stories and headlines supporting his friends, political candidates, and public policies, and attacks people he personally opposes while at the Fox News. One man's political opinions have become the editorial and news policy. And this is very important because he owns Fox, he owns the New York Post, he owns a variety of New York uh, or London newspapers. And it's it's been reported extensively that he makes all these promises about not changing things, and then he changes them big time. And that uh, the bottom line for him is entertainment and making money. And it's scary. Uh, so uh, hopefully this Bancroft family and the Ottaways 
who ultimately control something like 64%, with the Ottawa's uh, controlling about 5%, will um, withstand this uh, takeover. Um, they have reported that 52% of the family is adamantly opposed to selling. So it will be very interesting to see how this plays out. And, of course, hopefully there will be an extensive investigation into some insider profit-making on this deal um, that was announced by Murdoch. Who made the money, and why did they buy suddenly? You know, they, they have a nice little chart of the enormous increase in some uh, Dow Jones purchases that occurred in late April, uh, right around the time that Richard, uh, that Rupert Murdoch, quote, sent a letter offering $60 a share to Richard Zanino, the chief executive of Dow Jones. So it's fascinating uh, corporate shenanigans at work once again. But there are no corporate shenanigans to report on, so CNBC is just delusional. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't watch CNBC enough to know. I, you no, know, I, catch I don't watch it at all. Chunks here and there, um, mainly for uh, you know how they cover uh, some aspects of the economy, which I think are are important. For instance, over the weekend, it's fascinating to report that George Bush's approval ratings in a new Newsweek poll were at an all-time low, twenty-eight percent. Why? Could it be that because gas prices have gone up 45 cents in the last two or three weeks? Could that, could that be it? <laughs> I think so. And I think that that's a very relevant thing. And, of course, the worldwide price of oil hasn't really gone up that no, much. No, it hasn't. It went up a little bit a couple of weeks ago when we had some saber-rattling with Iran and all that nonsense. But the gas that you're buying at the pumps now... Has nothing to do with that oil. Exactly. And it's been reported that the refinery uh, c capability in the United States is tight and that they're taking uh, refineries down for various reasons. They have maintenance problems here and there. And boom, that uh, uh, gasoline price that you're paying at the pump has gone up just in the last several weeks a solid uh, more than 10%, yeah. you know, 15%. That's a lot. Uh, and would suggest that. Uh, Mr. Bernanke, in, in the upcoming Fed uh, meeting later this week, will not raise interest rates. He's probably going to have a wait-and-see attitude because there's a famous joke about inflation. Uh, there isn't any inflation, provided you don't have to buy food, buy gas, pay for health care, or pay for education. We, we live in a, in a great economy. There's no inflation. <laughs> so uh, if you know any people out there that don't have to pay for any of that stuff, um, let them know that there's no inflation out there and you can go shopping and rest assured that prices are stable. Well, maybe this is uh, something that is part of uh, Rupert uh, Murdoch's agenda for smoothing out the uh, difficulties of the world by just not reporting on them. Well, he's a master of deception, um, and it's... Uh, it's been reported, by the way, that, that you know, as right-wing as Fox News is, and... Uh, talk about something that I barely ever watch as Fox News. I watch watch it a little bit during the election. But as right-wing as they are, guests have been warned about commentary regarding China. He has a lot of business holdings in China, and uh, he doesn't want to rock the boat. So, uh, you know, taking pot shots at, at Hillary Clinton or John Kerry... <laughs> and various other uh, uh, purported liberals here in the United States